0: That movie sucked i kind of liked it
1: movie night crew network
0: they trudged up the misty field between long rows of tents most looked almost ordinary their owners had clearly tried to make them as muggle-like as possible but had slipped up by adding chimneys or bell poles or weather vanes however here and there was a tent so obviously magical that harry could hardly be surprised that mr roberts was getting suspicious Halfway up the field stood an extravagant confection of striped silk like a miniature palace with several live peacocks tethered at the entrance. A little farther on, they passed a tent that had three floors and several turrets, and a short way beyond that was a tent that had a front garden attached, complete with birdbath, sundial, and fountain. What's up, potheads? Welcome to the Restricted Section. It's a show in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss how the story and its themes have stayed with a generation into adulthood. Thank you for being here today. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about today. Chapter 7, Bagman and Crouch. In this chapter, the Weasleys, Harry, and Hermione settle into their campsite. We get to see more of the greater wizarding community in this one chapter than in literally all of the previous books combined. We also get to meet Ludo Bagman, head of the Department of Magical Games and Sports, and Barty Crouch, head of the Department of International Magical Cooperation. The day wears on until finally it's time. It's time to go to the Quidditch World Cup. Tune in next week for the game. Welcome to the restricted section where old men wear flowing, flowery nightgowns to get a healthy breeze around their privates sometimes. <laughs> I'm joined today by my friend Grace. Say hello to the listeners, Grace. Hello, listeners. I am pleased
2: as punch to be here. Yes. <laughs> and
0: our special guest today is none other than Michael Boothby from the Movie Night Crew. Say hello to the listeners, Michael.
1: Hello, listeners. Thank you for listening to me on this other podcast on the <laughs> network
0: <laughs> thank you for joining us can yeah. you tell us a little bit about your very hairy history like when did you get into the books when did you get into the movies like who helped you along the way
1: Reading Harry Potter was, like, one of my favorite experiences as a kid growing up. I always loved reading. Like, I I read, like, Lord of the Rings when I was probably in, like, third grade or so, you know? And so I'd always loved reading, and Harry Potter was, like, obviously one of my favorite books. Like I still remember, like, when the books were coming out. Like, I remember when Goblet of Fire came out, and it's like, right, we went to the store and, like, got the book, and, like, you'd spend up. All night, just like reading it, tearing through the pages, which like people probably don't do at all anymore, right? Like, what's a what's a book anymore, right? But I don't know. Wow, I,
0: you wrong <laughs> wrong people for that joke. <laughs> right.
1: Well, I, yeah, I don't know Zoomers. I don't know. I think everyone's like everything's on a screen now, and like we didn't grow up with screens. We grew up with it's books true. and Nintendo sixty fours.
0: <laughs> it's true, and it's also true that. Um, I mean, definitely I don't think any books are nearly as, like, anticipated and savored as these books were in their day.
1: Oh, it was not. I mean, like, the only thing I can really kind of compare it to now is, like, when, like, Game of Thrones was on TV. And, like, how, like, when all the... Mm. Uh, even though I had already kind of read the books until it got to the point where... <laughs> they would, would surpass the books, um, right. which which never happened with Harry Potter. Thank God. Um, but it's like that same kind of energy, like right, like when you when a, the books came out, it was such a big deal. Um, I was awful actually I was really awful because when Order of the Phoenix came out like I remember I, I spent like the next two days reading the books and I'm like I ended up spoiling that serious Black dies to my sister oh, she no. still and she still does not um um for, forgive me for that and I, and I get it I was being yeah that's a I was, pretty rough yeah, yeah I was being a stupid <laughs> little boy <Gosh.
0: laughs> we all have Harry Potter drama and
1: trauma <laughs> yeah
0: so, Michael, what Hogwarts house are you if you had to pick one or a couple?
1: Oh, so I think I think like a few months ago or something, you sent me the the, the link to the quiz or like I'd never done it before. I think I was a, a Hufflepuff. I think,
0: Aww. yay! I think I so. Lovingly accept you into House Hufflepuff. Awesome!
1: Thanks. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're you're very like friendship driven, very easy to get along with. Yeah, very welcoming person.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think the other one that might have been me is Ravenclaw. Like, what, how, what's, like, is, right, Ra- that's more kind of, like, intelligent, like, really, mm-hmm. like, brainy and, and, like, cunning, right?
0: Yeah, and um, that, that would have been, like, I think my second guess for you is Ravenclaw yeah. because of your, like, interest in the arts and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'll allow it. We love a Ravenpuff on this show. Um, yeah. Our guest last week was Ravenpuff also, our friend Diana. It's a bit of like a Luna Lovegood vibe and honestly Michael I see that for you. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Like when I when I think of like Luna Lovegood, I'm like that's the person who I want to be friends with. Like she's so yes. weird but like like really out there but like so so um just like kind-hearted, like means mm-hmm. well, loves her friends, you know.
0: Yeah, something that you and Luna Lovegood have in common is that I really do feel like I could kind of say pretty much anything to you, and you'd be like, "Cool, yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I'd love to talk about that." You know, like yeah, just like zero pretty judgment. Much anything. Yeah. yeah, zero judgment zone.
1: Definitely, I'm I'm definitely that kind of guy who I mean I pride myself on just like helping encouraging other people to be comfortable expressing themselves I mean you know I, my background isn't like performing and teaching improv and that's what it is like I, I'm always just trying to yes and my friends and and <laughs> life in general you know it's just it's more fun that way you know yeah <laughs> oh my that. gosh
0: absolutely and actually just a little bit of podcast lore for the listeners we know Michael because he met Brooke while they were both traveling in New Zealand which I think is so cool
1: oh yeah. Yeah. And we, then you guys both <laughs> ended
0: up back here in Richmond.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We did. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, she was from here, you know, which was, it was funny because, um, like, my sisters moved here probably like six years ago now. And I would come and visit them for like holidays and stuff. And I would go and, and like meet up with Brooke and get coffee and stuff. And like we'd talk about life in Chicago and, and all of that. So it's like, it was so cool when I finally ended up here. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm moving to Richmond. She was like, okay, cool. Come Hell meet yeah. my friends, you know? Did
0: you talk about life in Chicago just because it interested you or did you live in
1: Chicago? I lived in Chicago. Yeah. I, (laughs) when, when I came back from New Zealand, right, I was like living back with my parents in Florida for like probably only a month. And then it was like, I'm going to Chicago because I wanted to like perform. And I mean, I wanted, yeah, you know, I wanted to like be on SNL and all that. Yeah.
0: And living (laughs) with parents in Florida is a vibe
1: it dude it is vibe i actually i did an activity earlier that made me feel like i still live with my parents which was like watching the local news at 6 and then watching NBC <laughs> Nightly News at 6.30. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I, I did that tonight. Parents? and Yeah, I did that tonight, and I'm like, whoa, like, do I, are my parents here? What's going on? Because <laughs> um, I would never, like, I would never do that. I don't ever watch the news. And, and it's like, and I did tonight, and I was like, Ob- obviously so many horrible things. You know, there's nothing good on the news.
0: Yes, <laughs> right. Um, It's not great for self-care to watch the news.
1: No, you <laughs> so. know, and they're not telling you anything that you don't already know. It's like... Up, like a school shooting and it's like and even the newscasters at this point are like yeah it's uh I can't believe this keeps happening but it happened again and it's like god dang it like really
2: yeah
1: definitely you doom know. and yeah. gloom yeah america be in america which is why
0: <laughs> read america. books
1: about wizards
0: <laughs> right yes absolutely let's enter that fantasy land um See? but we're gonna start with an email that's not very fantastical <laughs> okay it has been a while, I think, since we've read an email from our beloved friend, Motz. Um, but Mott's has sent us an email. He actually sent this a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I'm going to save it for this chapter. <laughs> this is a little bit of a spoiler alert for what happens later in this chapter, even though we're all spoilers all the time. Here's this email from Motz. Um, Mott says, did you know that Ludo Bagman canonically owns half an eel farm? What? <laughs> In Goblet of Fire, Chapter 7, Bagman and Crouch, which is the chapter we're covering today, Ludo Bagman reveals that, quote, little Agatha Timms has put up half shares in her eel farm on a week-long match for the, like, betting that... The World Cup will take a week
2: mm-hmm.
0: to like play out. Yeah, um, which we know did not happen as a certain Bulgarian seeker decided that he was going to catch the snitch early despite his team being down by a very manageable amount of points. And no professional athlete in the world would ever make that decision, especially not in the World Cup final. Okay, I'm done. Parentheses. I'm totally not still mad at this about this. Why are you asking? And parentheses. Anyway, Crumb catching the snitch early made sure that Ludo Bagman won his bet and gained half an eel farm. Not 100% sure if I'd call that a win necessarily, but that could just be me. I will never not find it funny that Ludo Bagman owns half an eel farm. And mods I, I keep saying the phrase half an eel farm because it is like extremely I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> it is only half. <laughs> like, what does he do? Did he just retire from his ministry job to become an eel farmer full time? I like to picture Bagman walking up to those goblins with whom he was betting, trying to bribe them in- with a bag of eels. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my
1: gosh. Wow.
0: Love that. That's the kind of thing that's like, they do say that, like, that they mention that bet in this chapter.
1: I'm trying to find it because I remember when I first, like, when I was rereading it, I was like, this is kind of wild. <laughs> like, it is I, like wild. I, this is something I, as a kid, like, I don't really, I didn't really get, def- but now that I've actually, like, traded stocks a little like, bit, like, like I've done a little bit of gambling, I'm like, woo, like, what's going <laughs> Yay. on
2: here? <laughs> I'd take that bet.
1: <laughs> my favorite, like, my favorite, I think, honestly, my favorite part of this chapter was, like, when the guy's like, who wants to get some bets? And some, some people are like, ah. And then Fred are, Fred's just like, yo, here's all the money we have. Like, let's YOLO <laughs> in. This is what's gonna, oh, they're like, oh, um, Ireland will win, but Crumb's gonna catch the snitch. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, like, that would ever happen. I'll give you good odds. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget if that's what does happen. I feel like maybe it does. I don't yeah, know, Yeah,
2: it, it does. Okay, yeah.
1: is Is this how Fred and George got the money to start their, like, shop? It's, like, in this crazy bet.
0: Just you wait. Okay. Just you wait. Better read along. Um, anyway. (laughs) Thank you so much, Moss, for that email. Thank you for really, like, highlighting this thing that I think we all have passed over in reading several times before, and we might have even passed over in today's conversation. But it is super ridiculous, and it deserves to be underlined. (laughs) I agree completely. I love that, yeah. doesn't
2: Bagman, like, kind of... Go away because he owes all of these people money and stuff. He goes away to the farm. He goes He goes on the eel instead <laughs> of on the lamb. That's a terrible joke. I take it all back.
0: That's pretty it. good. I really liked it. Um, yeah, I was going to say that they sent him to a, a farm upstate. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Is that what happens?
0: Isn't that a euphemism for
1: putting down your dog? Yeah. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah,
2: but yeah, like, yeah. wait, but what does one do... What does an eel farmer do? Fun. Okay. I mean, I guess so, you can sell eel on the market
0: when I so eels live in the water, just as a reminder to everyone, they're like aqua- aquatic creatures. Yes. And one time I visited my friend who lives in Alaska. She is like a psychiatrist, I think, in Alaska in Sitka, which is an island um, on the southern coast. And her boyfriend at the time worked for uh, like a salmon hatchery. Okay. Basically, a salmon farm. They would like raise. They would like, like, egg. Like, ri- like, wait, grow <laughs> and grow eel. Uh, no, salmon egg. I'm getting really turned around now. They would grow salmon eggs, and then like release the salmon into the ocean, and then the salmon would come back to mate because they like go back to mate um to like where they were born and they would like harvest all the salmon and it was incredibly metal we went to visit and by metal i mean there were metal baseball bats that they would use to like club these salmons over the head it was extreme so that's what i picture like this eel farm but even more metal because they are
1: electrical they have oh my
0: god
1: do they club them with, like, magical <laughs> magical spell clubs?
0: <laughs> like, anti-electric clubs.
1: Yeah. I yeah. cannot
2: picture Ludo Bagman doing that. I'm sorry.
1: No.
2: Wasn't you, he a beater? Yeah. Just saying. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, see? Yeah, I, I, right, now, you definitely 100%. could.
1: Oh, he's definitely clubbing I just meals. felt like
2: in that moment, he was too silly to be doing that. But you're right. He does have a history of...
1: Maybe maybe Lemonade. this is always just, like, a passion of his, you know? Like, even, like, back when he was a bludger, like, he was just by the ocean one day, and he was like, what's that? And, like, it's like, wow, I'm pretty good at this, you know? And then it's like, it just kind of became his, like, side hustle, and then he, like, slow- slowly was working his way to getting a whole eel farm, and just, he never made it. <laughs>
0: I picture like after ba- Ludo Bagman like runs away in, in shame after he like can't pay his debts. I imagine like oh where is he now? And it's just yeah. as you can you can find me in the club, and it's him like on the the rocky coast with like an eel bashing club slash beater bat.
1: This, this sounds like a very specific like robot chicken sketch that I can see. Like <laughs> right, They're like what happened to Ludo Bagman? Like yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: Robot Chicken freaks me out, but that is, like, a weirdly flattering compliment on a joke.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm like, yeah. okay, so it's it's uncomfortable, but, like, pretty funny.
1: <laughs> I think so.
0: <laughs> so this chapter starts with, um, they all, they just took the port key two chapters ago. So, like, not the last chapter, not the last chapter. The chapter before that, Brooke was on and was complaining I was complaining about how, like, we have all these build-up chapters in the beginning, and Brooke made a very funny joke about how, much like a flan, we are now perfectly set. Okay, it was really good, but I just want to point out that it is now, like, several chapters later, and we are still setting. (laughs) The flan (laughs) has (laughs) over-set. Over-proved. I'm gonna isolate that sound clip. <laughs> oh no. I'm gonna make it my like alarm on my phone. <laughs> You're running nice. late, Christina. You're overproof. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've all arrived on a stretch of misty moor. I can just picture Liz Bennett like declining a marriage proposal on this misty moor. Absolutely.
1: I think I've been camping in this place, you know, like not that place. But like, I think I've like, I've definitely pitched a 10 in some field, some misty field for some festival. <laughs> like
0: The festival vibes in this are so good. Like, I, like, I really was like relating to this chapter a lot because Sean and I like have been to a lot of music festivals and it's the exact same energy. And like, it sounds so fun. Okay, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are two wizards standing there to welcome them. They're dressed very poorly, um, in like, muggle incognito. They, like, pr- should have just worn wizard outfits because it's, like, uh, like, that person is wearing a strange outfit, but at least they, like, literally know what an outfit is. Yeah. You know what I mean? hmm Yeah. So they direct the Weasleys and the Diggories to their respective campsites, and they go to the campsite, and the campsite manager, Mr. Roberts- <laughs> This guy. My man. <laughs> yeah. I respect the hell out of him. This man's a claw. He's like, something's not right here. <laughs> I swear to God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's really, he's a very suspicious muggle.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, as he should be. People as are not he subtle be. here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he was like, I've done a lot of festivals in my day, but this is, the magic seems too real at this one. <laughs>
2: Mr. Roberts is like, I am super high right now, but this yeah. is still really
0: yeah. weird. <laughs> so he... he... Asks for them to like pay, and Harry's like helping Arthur count
1: out Muggle money. I love this part. I love that part so much. I love Mister Weasley just like being like, how how do Muggle like what do I do? It's just
0: like you, but you know how to like count, right? Like these have numbers on them. That's what I was saying. (laughs)
1: Even Harry was like, "There's a five on there." (laughs) Like I know.
0: Harry but, probably has never held Muggle money either, like r- not real money. Maybe like learning about it in school. You don't
1: think you, don't think you don't think the like he just like I don't know. I mean, like the, you think the Dursleys gave him an allowance? Probably not. No they probably hard did. no. No
0: <laughs> hard no. Some pennies. He's been saving like rogue coins from over the years, and now he has like ten Muggle dollars. Just like
1: ones that he he's found in the vacuum over the yeah. years.
0: <laughs> Mr. Roberts is like. All these people are, like, really weird. They seem to, like, know each other. It really is like someone's having a rave and, like, the property owner doesn't know, you know? It's yeah. like, it's like the, I've seen so many asses today. Like, this is not a family, like, reunion. <laughs> yeah. A wizard, like, operates into the scene and he obliviates Mr. Roberts, clearing his memory. And he, like, complains that he needs 10... Obliviation, like he needs his memory wiped ten times a day to be happy. Which, first of all, I would argue he's not happy, and second of all, that's like hourly.
2: Yeah, and I feel like at some point that must cause some kind of damage, right? Yeah. Yeah, Do do people
1: like get addicted to this? Is this like wizard drugs? Just like obliviating each other? You know, that's fun. Yeah, I don't.
0: (laughs) That's fun.
1: I kind of. See, I, I felt bad, wait, so who is the, because wasn't it the guy, the muggle that was getting obliviated, right? Yeah. Because like, right. everyone kept doing magic stuff, and he's like, wait a minute. And he like forgets, he's like, wait a minute, and it keeps coming <laughs> back. It honestly, it was so funny, my sister was watching Men in Black last night, and that's what this reminded me of. It's oh, like, they yeah. just keep like flashing, flashing him with the, uh, the memory eraser, but it's a spell, but I was like, this poor guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Have either of y'all watched Doctor Who? no Uh, i I haven't okay well i'm gonna tell this story anyway for the listeners it's it's like brief but there's i think i've even mentioned this before because it's kind of stuck with me but like my i think the scariest creatures that they come across in doctor who they're called the silence and they're these creatures that i don't remember they're They're bad for some reason. Murdery. They're going to murder you. It's bad. I don't really remember. But every time you... Like, when you're looking at them, cool, there they are. But as soon as you turn away, you completely forget that they exist. And so they're always trying, like, all these things to, like, desperately remember, like, that they've seen one of these creatures. So they start by, like... Every time they see one, they do like uh, a tally mark on themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they'll like, in the way the show does it, they'll like walk into this room and be like, oh, cool, okay, clear. And then they'll like look down and there's like 15 tally marks on their hand and they're like, oh my Jesus Christ, they're somewhere around me. That's and then they'll even like scarier, look though, Yeah. They yes, have it's evidence so of it. Yes, and then they like look and then they're like, oh shit, it's right there, I'm gonna go tell. And then they're like, oh, <sighs> nothing, nothing's wrong. Um, And then it like becomes such an issue that they like upgrade and they put little I don't know like alien future magic they put little like voice recorders in their hands. So every time they see one they like record while they're watching it so so it gets scarier they'll like see that the light in their hand is beeping and they'll play back a message of themselves that they don't remember that it's just like. They're everywhere. Oh my god. They're all Just like around heavy us. breathing. There's no way out. And they're like, What the fuck? Oh my gosh. Ah. So anyway, that's the kind of day Mr. Roberts is having. <laughs> he is not
2: okay.
1: No.
0: He needs a notebook to write things down.
1: <laughs> yeah, you might. Then it becomes like a Christopher Nolan film. Like after that weekend, he's like, "What does it mean?" Yes, <laughs> I knew this meant something. Yeah.
0: Um. So they go into the campsite, and it really is like festival season. You see all your friends, and like no one has to wear work clothes, and like you're just like asses out, dicks out, tits out, beers out. Um, I haven't been to a festival since before COVID and I miss it, obviously. Um, so most of the campers have tried to emulate like muggle tents and campsites and like some of them have failed some haven't even tried quote an extravagant confection of striped silk like a miniature palace with several live peacocks tethered at the entrance literally is that the malfoys (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think it must be who else would have peacocks exactly that was the thing
1: peacocks
0: yeah it's better than a dead peacock
1: (laughs) yeah you're right yeah it's like that's what you expect exactly
0: (laughs) I guess the alternative would be like a stone peacock like like a the lion columns that like flank the New York library oh my god
1: do those exist now I want that a stone (laughs) peacock that's so cool it's
0: definitely a power move yes
1: In my in the middle of my condo, I'm getting a stone peacock.
0: <laughs> but the trick is to like have stone peacocks on the outside and then live peacocks on the inside. So they're they're they've already seen the stone ones. They're not expecting like more peacocks inside, mm. and it's like it, it escalates.
1: <laughs> you guys, you know live peacocks are pretty scary. Like, have you guys ever like been around live peacocks?
0: Um, wait, yes. And wh- who? Why? Why was I talking about this like yesterday? I don't know <laughs> i was talking to somebody about peacocks because whoever it was was like all zoos do that because if the zoo has a peacock the peacocks just go wild yeah they're terrifying well
1: here's the thing it's like i've seen peacocks before but not at a zoo i went um i went camping once with my best friend and his dad when i was a kid living in in florida and we just like went to this campsite and you woke up and there was just a bunch of peacocks no and my, God, I'm not- wandered Around. I'm
2: not unconvinced that you've actually been to the Quidditch World Cup. I think that you were there.
0: <laughs> wait, but wait, are don't... you Mr. Roberts? <laughs> <laughs> oh my wait, god! What, it, what are you writing down in that notebook there? <laughs> Your memento notebook.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. When you guys, when you guys hit me with the spell after the podcast.
0: <laughs> um okay so they reach their camp spot the magic is technically not allowed on the muggle campsite which like i mean you can do magic subtly i think and make your life a lot easier but arthur is very excited to put up the tents manually
1: oh that was in my notes i literally put that in my notes that was. I have three notes, and they're they're all very <laughs> shorts, And that was one of them. Page seventy eight. Mister Mister Weasley being overexcited using a mallet. I just love that so much. <laughs> yeah. It's I so funny. Love him. He's so adorable. He's just like because like he he's just he's got such a big heart, but he's like he's so st- he's so stupid sometimes.
0: He's a man yeah. of simple pleasures.
1: Yeah, for he's sure.
0: Easily entertained. Yeah. He's so earnest and so
2: <laughs> endearing. I'm just like, how could you ever like be mad at this dude? For sure.
0: Well, Molly Weasley makes it Molly Weasley is an exception (laughs) because... Yeah. Being married to someone so incredibly mild does have its drawbacks, especially, I'm sure, when you're trying to raise seven children. And that's a list of reasons Sean and I can't have kids. He's too mild. I can't do all (laughs) of the disciplining. Yeah. I just think it's funny because if you're going to start... Like, Arthur Weasley has never done anything without magic in his life. And, like, you don't start with assembling tents that is like starting a video game on expert level why don't you just try it out first do something a little easier maybe make yourself a pot of coffee you know what i mean like yes
2: maybe try to boil some water i was gonna say yeah yeah, i think
0: coffee is a medium level intermediate
2: (laughs) there's a lot of components Yeah, yeah definitely not building a whole tent
1: well two tents right two tents yeah there was two tents
0: muggles who have bit like I'm a muggle. I've assembled a lot of tents in my life, and every single one is a fucking pain yeah, in
1: the ass. I don't ass. enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. My last memory of, like, going to a festival, and it's like we got there, like, late, and it was already dark, and, like, had to Ooh. put the tents up, like, in the dark. I'm like, not fun. Not great.
0: Man, that, um... Sean and I have a pop-up tent now for that reason. We take our eight-person pop-up tent to every festival. But the first time we had that tent, we, like, didn't really know how it was. It was also my first festival ever. And we went there right after work. And we got there when it was pitch black. And I super, super, super don't have night vision. I know that humans generally don't have night vision. (laughs) But me in particular... And it had rained so much that, like, the whole thing was just, like, a muddy swamp Plan. And we were trying to, like, find a spot to pitch our tent in the darkness. And I, like, could barely even walk in the mud. And, like, my uggs were, like, slipping and sliding everywhere. And I was having an actual meltdown. Yeah. And, like, I was sobbing hysterically. Sean just, like, found the first patch of grass and was like, we're camping here. Okay, we're camping here. And the people next to us, it was, like, three dudes camping in a tent. And they were, like... They had been there for hours. They were incredibly shit-faced. And when they saw me crying, they, like, all ran over. And they were like, oh, my God. Are you okay? Come here. And they walked me over to their fire. (laughs) And they sat me down in their chair. And they handed me, like, a hot dog and a beer. And they were like, we got this. None of them had shirts on. They were all, like, screaming. But they were like, we got this. And they... Just put our tent together for us.
1: <laughs> wow,
0: that is beautiful. See,
1: I—that's what I miss about festivals. It's just know. that neighborly, like, just people helping people, which is I like know. you don't—you just don't see that often in just like society, you know. Mm-hmm. With when when there's sidewalks <laughs> and houses, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this
1: whole thing, you know, like when you get away from that, and it's just like people expressing themselves and 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 being literally so nice it's so great yeah
0: it's like a place where you can just like trust everyone kind of
1: now i want to go to a festival i'm i'm sad i just there was some yoga festival that my friends went to here and i'm like i want to go to a yoga festival and like teach a comedy class and then like because then it's like (laughs) now you're like the funny guy at this like (laughs) when it's like yoga teachers and like you know breath work and stuff i love it yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's juxtaposition
1: Hey, and that's mm-hmm. comedy, baby.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Arthur, like, looks to Harry for, and Hermione for guidance with this tent, but, like, Harry's There's never no been help. camping before. Hermione probably just logics that shit, you know? Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, she might have been camping before, actually. Her parents are. Yeah. Could be outdoors people. I never went camping as a kid, but. Mm. Some people's parents go camping, I'm
1: sure. I, I was a Boy Scout, but, you know, like, I was the worst one, whereas, like, I didn't want to learn anything or, like, tie knots. I just wanted to, like, build swords out of, like, the tree bark or whatever and, like, <laughs> you know, like, have a fight in the wood and, like, go What exploring. else is there to do in the
0: woods other yeah, than make swords know. with branches? I guess, like, and, like,
1: surviving, but, like, that wasn't my goal. <laughs> I'm, like, I don't care. If I'm, I don't, I'm not going to survive in the woods by myself. That sounds awful. Wow. Yeah, it does.
0: I was in Girl Scouts and the tone was just like n- a little different. I remember one time there was like a thunderstorm morning and they like woke us all up in a panic in the middle of the night to like race us home to escape the thunderstorm. My friend Anna was so upset that she va- barfed in the car. Oh, and it, oh my
1: God. She yeah, was, was so, so upset part. that she threw up.
0: They really were like panicking about the thunderstorm. Like they were like, leave everything, abandon everything.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Surely not that big of a deal, but they yeah. were like super That's alarmed. So <laughs>
1: Who gets that worked up about? Like it's just rain and fuzz. <laughs>
0: they were not. Ha- so you guys they were, not
2: were presumably it. like outside, and so yes, they were freaking out. They, we were
0: outside, and they were freaking out. That's crazy.
1: See, I I remember going on like a long like backpacking. It was probably my first like backpacking hike as a child, um, and we were. It was in Orlando. I think it was like Wakaiva Springs or something, and we went really out there. And it's, like, we made the tents like, night and, and, and at night, like, these raging thunderstorms, like, came in. I was, like, I just remember being in the tent with, like, my friend and, like, his dad. And it was, like, the wind was blowing and, like, was, you know, was using my, um, like, um, sleeping bag to, like, absorb the water at the bottom of the tent. And it was, like, oh, wow. it was so scary. But at the same time as a kid, I thought it was so exciting. I was, like, this is so cool. Like, his dad's <laughs> actually concerned for his safety and is, like, going outside and, like... <laughs> doing dad things to keep us safe and i'm like wow. god good thing he's here man yeah. like i would have no i don't know what to do right now but i'm gonna wow. stay in I'm the pretty tent sure, you know
0: i'm pretty sure my dad has never like done dad things to keep me safe like that's not really his vibe you know right
1: yeah yeah no it it was a rare thing for 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 me to see to witness but i'm glad i i'm glad it happened it was a really cool experience
0: when I was 16, I took my boyfriend at the time camping at this, like, park near our house for his birthday so that we could have sex without anyone's parents being mad. Nice. <laughs> but oh it was, like, raining. It was – it started thunderstorming at, like, 10 o'clock at night. And, like, the town was flooding. Everything was flooded. It was, it was, like, so wet. But, like, we were not leaving. This was like the only $25 I'd ever had to like rent this campsite, and like we were never gonna get a chance to be alone ever again. Wow. <laughs> this is it. This is the same guy for whom I went into the woods and got chiggers all down my backside because we had sex in the woods.
2: Okay, I wasn't sure if this was the same story or a different one. Okay, <laughs> different story. Yes, woods, different woods. Rendezvous.
0: Yeah, yep. man, man, you okay. guys- did.
1: You guys were you guys were having sex at sixteen. That's so cool, man. That's all I wanted to do when I was sixteen was have sex, and like I didn't I didn't lose my virginity till I was nineteen till I had I, graduated high school. That is not that school. bad. That I know, is just but, but not that bad. But, like, but still, here's the thing. Even now, it's, like thirty year old me, I wish sixteen year old me could like have the sex that I have because like I don't care anymore I'm 30 like I don't care anymore (laughs) I'm like I I want to you
0: wanted to like have more chance to appreciate it before you got right because it was was so
1: exciting then too it was like the only thing I wanted and just like it was not happening it was not gonna happen I had no chance
0: (laughs) I, I read all these like YA novels where people are so excited to just like touch each other and I'm like oh my god wow I, I remember that but I don't think there's any going back
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh
0: my god oh dear
1: um how did we
0: get here you know how we got here is the, Best- they finish erecting the tent are my exact <laughs> how dare notes. You say erect at the nice. time very nice
1: very nice transition
0: um and they they finish the tents and they go inside and it's bigger on the inside. It's another Doctor Who joke for you.
1: I love that though. I love like it's one of my favorite things of like the Harry Potter universe is just like like and also like um what was it Hermione's like bag? Yeah, Inf- like infinite bag of stuff. I just love that there's like. These these thing This thing that looks small On the outside And you walk in And it's like It's a three bedroom Like and then And then I'm pretty sure Mr. Weasley walks in and is like Well it's, it's It's not the biggest one You know But we'll We'll make do And Harry's just like What the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is insane
0: That's the thing Like with Harry It doesn't matter If it's like Big or small It's just like The novelty Of this kind of magic Is like Is all he needs To be like Stoked about this Honestly They could probably Sleep in the open grass And he'd be stoked Just to be here Um <laughs> he hasn't done a lot of fun stuff in his life. No. <laughs> so they need water for the kettle. It is like probably what, like 7 a.m. right now. Like it's really early. Yeah, it's early. pretty
1: early. Because yeah, people yeah. are like waking up. I, think, like, I mean, yeah, When they first get there, rising. like no one's even up yet. People are still right, sleeping.
0: Right, and like if I'm thinking about like usually when I go camping, it's like a wake up with the sun thing. It's usually like 6.30 or 7, just oh, organically. Wow.
2: Yeah, like an eel farmer or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So Ron and Harry and Hermione set out to find, like, the spigot that is marked on their campsite map. So they get to stroll through. At this, uh, at the festivals I go to, I call this a preliminary walkabout. Mm. Just to see what's up, where stuff is. See if you see any familiar faces. Don't even, like, worry about setting up camp yet. Like, just go. We'll do this later. We have all day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are starting to wake up. Harry's never seen wizard children before. And it, the book doesn't say this, but I, I feel like he's probably a little, like, sadly nostalgic. Like, what's the opposite of nostalgic? Like, I wish I had had that, you know?
1: Like, je- jealous? I mean, it's like, it's not jealous. Oh, wait, yeah, kind jealous. Of
0: like, a little
2: envious, maybe.
1: Envious. I think that's the word. He's like, right, yeah, he sees these kids and it's like, like, because he could have had that. He easily yeah. could have had that with his parents. yeah. They would have brought him to the Quidditch festival and let him get a little <laughs> like get a little too crazy on a mini broom while like mm-hmm. the other wizards are like, "Tame your kids!" Like I love that. It's like these are bad parents. <laughs> like they're all like, like judging each other or whatever. Oh my god! This
0: just like flashed me back. To when I was a kid, and like me, like all the all the adult couples in my family were like not divorced yet. They're all divorced now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, like when you're a kid, and like I would go to the Outer Banks with my whole family, and like somehow we would fit like like eight children and like six aunts and uncles and like grandma. We'd all fit in the same house. And every night, I'm I know I know this now, and at the time I just didn't even clock it. But every night, they all the grown ups would get shit drunk, and we would just like run wild on the beach. <laughs> And I just picture that for, like, James and Lily and, like, the Marauders just, like, getting drunk as shit. And they're like, oh, fuck, we have a baby. We're 22. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry's oh just, gosh. like, yeah, going buck wild on a, on a, um, that's toy broom. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely little image. I love that.
1: Oh, poor Harry. Makes but it never but was. But it was never meant to be. There's
0: that yeah, baby oh. who's, um, <sighs> prodding the slug with, Kevin. uh, Wong. <laughs> Kevin?
1: Is I his like name Kevin? I like that a lot. I liked yeah, that his name is
0: Kevin. Oh my god, that makes me so happy. Is, for some reason that his name is Kevin.
1: The little baby with the... He has a name?
0: Yeah, his name
2: I, is Kevin. I don't know why I didn't retain that either. <laughs> wow. I just thought it was so random and funny.
1: I'm, I have to look this out. I have, to, I have to see it with my own eyes. Little, little <laughs> Kevin? No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Oh um, this is just a reminder to me... <laughs> And I know we've talked about it before with, like, the Weasleys having seven kids, but just, like, how much of a nightmare it would be to be a parent of wizards
0: because, like, they're just crazy, dude. They're just, like, stealing your wand and, like, doing a bunch of shenanigans. It's true. And honestly, not to always make everything about my kittens, but it's similar I think because with the kittens, it's like, it's like, how did you jump so far? Like, how are you this? How do you have this much energy? Like, this is bananas. Like, this is unfathomable to me. (laughs) And I feel like it would be the same thing with a kid just like, whoa, you're like defying gravity, like the laws of physics, like get it together. This is really wild right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Slugs, you bust slug.
1: <laughs> I just, I just reread a part that, like, I think I like didn't register when when I was reading it. Um, what earlier? I just was like, all the wizards are waking up, but I love this that um, while a group of middle aged American witches sat gossiping happily beneath a spangled banner stretched between their tents that read the Salem Witches Institute. I love that. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. Oh and then, like, hey, yeah, Harry cuts snatches of conversation in strange languages from the inside of tents they Pass. Pass ah, It's so funny. It's such a festival. There's I just know. so many people, and he's so excited. Like, I just, I don't know. That's one thing I came back to is, like, the moment, like, Harry has this moment where he's, like, I, I never thought that there were wizards outside of Hogwarts. And, it, like, it really dawns on him but I don't know. I have always I love the international aspect of the Goblet of Fire, right? Like, who yeah. doesn't want like the Wizard Olympics, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah.
0: There's probably like a lot to look at, even more so than at like a Muggle music festival,
1: right? And there's already so much there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So fire. Oh, they like um get to the Ireland camping section, which is all decked out in green. They. Next find, the Bulgaria section, where Victor Crumb's poster is everywhere. They run into Seamus and Dean, obviously, in the Ireland section. (laughs) His name's Seamus. Like, he's in the Ireland section. Yeah. I always, like, read the chapter and listen to it also. Mm -hmm. And when I listen to it, I just listen to, like, random videos on YouTube of people reading it. And I discovered one today, a reader, who was just like a regular person by like they didn't appear to be like an actor on a stage but like they did different voices for every single character in this chapter including different accents and they were like very well done accents Hmm. so I'm gonna link that in the show notes because it was honestly an incredible performance it was this person and like supposedly their partner and the partner was just sitting there for 50 minutes of of reading just like listening pleasantly while their partner just like really committed to this elaborate like they were doing like so many voices anyway it's linked in the I show notes. it's I really incredible yeah it yeah. sounds like a one-man show that's awesome yeah. yeah it was it was serious they finally get to the water tap they're waiting in line <laughs> cue archie and <in> his nightgown <laughs> oh, i love that man yep Honestly, more power to him because he's refusing to put on the point of wearing muggle clothes is to not be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. But like the nightgown is a little conspicuous for any person to be wearing like during the day in public, just like a like a nightgown. (laughs) (laughs) It is conspicuous. It sounds cute, though. It does sound cute and probably really comfy. Yeah, yeah. and uh, airy, I guess. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. all the right places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. um, that's why I want to buy Sean like a kilt. I think, which is just it's just a skirt. Um, I, I just I think it's would probably be so liberating for people who just wear pants every day to just throw on a skirt and see what happens. Just mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah. See, this is the kind of stuff that we lose in the movies. Hermione dissolves into a fit of giggles, specifically Hermione. I love that phrase. Ron and Harry are okay, but like Hermione loses her shit. I don't know why. She's probably like, "Mm, I have that robe.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, nightgown. I was on the robe thing still. It's some
1: inside joke she has with herself that no one would, that nobody else would get. And she's just like, this is so funny.
0: Only children things. Yeah. Inside joke with myself.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, they get the water. They walk back to camp. After all this, Harry finally, I think it's been like an hour and a half. Harry finally is like, you know, wow, there's other schools out there. <laughs> Way he to has, go, Harry!
1: He has that kind of introspective moment, but it's
2: not a ravenclaw. Which, like, how has he not had that yet? But whatever. I don't.
1: I don't know. I I get it though. It's like if it's like your first time going to a festival, like there's so much happening externally that you don't. It's like not until you like walk back to your tent for the first time and are sitting there and like lying back, you're like, huh. <laughs> How do I feel? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But... <laughs>
0: the reflection.
1: Right. Yeah. You can't really reflect when you're like meeting all these crazy people and like doing tasks. Like you're so focused on just like what's happening. So I don't know. It's true. The one
0: festival that Sean and I have been to the most are we camp like a uh, half a mile away from the like of ev- like event site and it's like straight up a mountain the entire what? half mile. Yeah, and it's like, it is a, really, it's a good little reflection time, because you're just going straight up. I feel so powerful after like three days of just walking up a mountain.
1: Oh my gosh. I would like, if, if I went to that festival and camped where you guys camped, like after day one, I'd be like, I guess I'm going. <laughs> buying <Bye. laughs> it's enough uh, exercise for me.
0: <laughs> they do have like a bus, which is fun, but I prefer to walk.
1: Okay. hey, You get good to see
0: you. everybody. Yeah. Everybody's mm. all lit. But it's like Weird. in the dark, so it's like it's like a Midsummer Night's Dream, just like all these fairies in the dark.
2: Oh, you can't do your walkabout
0: fun. from a bus. It's exactly, but maybe they'll you can play do a little wave, on though. the bus. You can do a little wave at everybody. <laughs> hey guys,
1: hey everyone. You guys look great. Have a great time.
0: <laughs> so uh. back at the campsite, they got off the bus. Arthur <laughs> has been really enthusiastically failing <laughs> to light his fire with matches. So do you even really light the matches? He, and then the
2: one he lights, he like is surprised that he lit it, and he like it goes okay. out or whatever.
0: Don't tell me you've never done that. I have certainly that. done that.
2: <laughs> Definitely sometimes, done.
0: That. Sometimes it's scary. That's why I love that part. Cause I'm like, wow, that's relatable. That's, that's the relatable. most muggle shit. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um. Finally, Hermione is like, "Let me show you how to do a match." Um. And then while the fire gets hot, they just kind of sit and watch people go past. I also relate to this. Honestly, this is like a festival vibe or like even kind of an anywhere vibe, like the people watching. Mm -hmm. Mm. And Arthur is keeping like a running commentary of the ministry and other important people who pass them by. Um, They start cooking breakfast. Charlie, Bill, and Percy arrive. Um, I just, I want to know, what were they talking about this whole time before they got here? Mm. Like what, they had to walk from somewhere, the operating, like what, what did the three of them talk
1: about? Yeah, that's a I very good question. seriously don't know. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's like you wish you could like cut back and see, that'd be like if this was a Game of Thrones book, it would just cut back to this long conversation about nothing, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like Bill and Charlie probably talked a lot and then Percy had weird, awkward interjections yeah yeah i also feel like
0: they're i mean bill and charlie are really nice they're both really nice and so yeah. i feel like they probably are like trying to ask him questions
2: yeah and, yeah like, right that's true they're,
0: he's just yeah, like they were not probably, really
2: they were probably trying to engage him
1: what's um what's percy's deal does he just is he just like really anxious or does he <laughs> have like deal? a does he have like a social like disorder or something i don't know
0: Mm-hmm. He might I think that he really is just like kind of a classic he's like a like an Amy Santiago from Brooklyn Nine Nine. We did that bonus episode um recently. It's just like a Hermione like but like a Hermione whose fatal flaw is that they're like two Hermione, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's like you're so like perfectionistic and studious, yeah. that it's like you're it's the he's worst. He's so thing annoying, about him. <laughs> he's
1: insufferable, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why I love when he gets roasted by yeah. uh Barty Crouch. <laughs> he
0: really, I mean, he really has no business being like a Gryffindor, like that is a fucking Ravenclaw,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, sure. in my
0: opinion. It's just the Weasley.
1: Yeah, he just overthinks. He's just an overthinker. I don't, he's not even, he's not even that like brave, really. I mean, he's just kind of doing his thing. does one brave
0: thing ever. And it's like, and it's like saying sorry for a mistake and coming back, you know? Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Which is
0: like how, I mean, it's brave, but like you had to fuck up a lot to get there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 100%.
0: (laughs) So Ludo Bagman shows up. Um, Ludo, he's wearing his old Quidditch robes, which look like a bee, um, right? hmm And he is boyishly handsome. I I have <laughs> always had a hard time envisioning this character in my head. Maybe because they took him out of the movies. I don't have, like, that to fall back well, he on. he wasn't but, like, in the right. movies,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah but that's I have, shame. like, a... That's a shame. It but is a maybe, shame. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe, like, the casting director looked at that and was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> Who, what does this mean? <laughs> what does this person look like?
0: I mean, I understand his his plotline, like his existence actually doesn't matter to the plotline. He serves as like a red herring pretty much. And there's just not really time for that in the films. But right. I wonder if like, like who maybe y'all would cast in the movie to play Ludo Bagman. I don't Ooh.
1: know. I don't even know.
0: Oh, no.
1: He's like older but boyish. Like, I don't know what that means.
0: What about the dad from Modern Family? What's that guy's name? His name know. in modern family is Phil. Right.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, like, that's Doofy, actually like a little full a... of
0: himself, but like yes. not even remotely threatening.
1: I could see that. Yeah. No, I could see that.
0: I definitely can't think of a better one. No,
1: I'm trying to yeah, think like either. who's
0: just like who's <laughs> just like really, really like undisarming. Like, so, you know what I mean? He's just like yeah. so genial.
1: Mm. Just
0: like not a care in the world. Yeah, actually doesn't have to be a British person.
1: He would have been way too old at the time, but I maybe like, like honestly like like Gene Wilder as like a cameo in this oh, role that's to just fine. be like really like yeah eccentric. I don't know.
0: Um, Reddit says I and I think this is a great point. Reddit says that if Kenneth Branagh had not already portrayed Lockhart, he probably would have made a good Ludo Bagman. Hmm. I think that what they're saying is that he's really good at pr- putting on airs and like blowing hot air, yeah. air airs and air. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Owen Wilson. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I didn't mean to say wow like that, but. Wow. Two people separately said Owen Wilson. We also got American, no, not American. We got uh, American man, Paul Rudd.
1: Yeah, I mean, he does look, he is 50 and does look very young, (laughs) like in fairness.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Also, Jeff Bridges is like the last recommendation on this Reddit thread. I could see that. Interesting
1: i can see that
2: yeah i think those are good options i like owen wilson for the part myself (laughs) i do
0: too tell us who you would cast as ludo bagman um shoot us an email at at restrictedsectionpod.gmail.com or hit us up on our socials because we would love to know um or i'm sure we will talk about this in our discord server as a reminder you can join our discord server for supporting us on patreon for a dollar a month um i need to like learn to say it quick quicklier so it's like um like the small print on a medicine ad or whatever just like tiny
1: yeah
0: um ludo bagman is quote plainly in a state of wild excitement wow hard same (laughs) like (laughs) i I can like feel that
2: (laughs) it really resonates with you doesn't it
0: um actually okay well hey uh Just like tell, I almost called you Haley, but that's because my brain was short circuiting trying to find the beginning of the sentence I'm trying to say next. Grace, tell me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. if like if you don't feel this way. But as I was reading this, I was, and like all of the ministry employees who are like complaining to each other, they're all running at 100 miles per hour and like they're all really stressed. This reminds me of the RVA Book Lovers Festival that we throw together. Yep. (laughs) Um, and like plainly in a state of you guys wild throw excitement, a, a
1: book festival.
0: We do, Michael. That was before your time. Um, oh we do host an annual book festival I come. through RBA, RBA Book Lovers. Um,
1: Who comes to that? A lot What's of the authors, audience. Like? like
0: all the book lovers, Just all the book lovers. I'm, I'm
1: gonna come. I'm gonna come shill my book at it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or like, well, can yeah, I get a or booth? even like,
1: can I sponsor it? Can I get a booth?
0: <laughs> um, you all can get that. a booth. Be booth.
1: A boost beat booth. Uh I would do it.
2: Yeah, but th- it is similar vibes to that, Christina. Just like complete chaos and like <laughs> That's the but thing are am so excited.
0: Yeah, they're like they're like servers who are like super weeded at the dinner hour but there's that one person who like is always crushing it always gets great tips like never drops anything never forgets anything and they're having a great time and everyone else is like hey fuck you <laughs> they just sent me three six tops in a row mm-hmm. <laughs> flashbacks Yeah, (laughs) I write these notes like ahead of time and then I make myself laugh later. (laughs) I wrote, I wrote, I go limitless when I'm hosting too. (laughs) Have you guys seen Limitless? No. Oh my god! Wow, failing you left and right. It's Bradley Cooper. Oh wait,
1: no, I have seen that. Yeah, it's basically
0: it's basically about cocaine. It's like a made up drug, but it's. Oh I thought it was about
1: Adderall. I thought it was about Adderall. No, it's
0: a made up drug, but it is just straight up cocaine. Because you take it and you're like, oh, I'm perfect now. I can do everything. I got everything. It's like you see things in slow motion and in like four dimensions. So, I like I get it. That's how I go when I'm hosting too. I'm like my anxiety is so high that my brain is so crisp and clear right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how it goes.
0: Ludo Bagman asks Arthur to bet on the game and he bets a galleon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much the, how much
1: is a galleon? Is that like what is that? Like 10 a or dollar? 20 bucks? Oh my no, gosh. it's okay. more, it's
0: more. In season okay.
2: one, Andrew had, like, a whole conversion <gasps> chart or something. Oh, my God.
0: Let me see if yeah. I can find that audio clip. Yes. Look for that. <laughs> no, I'm not looking for that. Thank you, Thank Andrew. Probably. <laughs> it, it, I think it is, like, like at least bucks. $10. Okay.
1: $10, $20. Bucks, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. The, the twins offer to bet 37 galleons and some change and a fake and wand.
1: The fake wand. The prank I love wand. The, I love the prank wand so much.
0: Yeah, that's everything that they have. Yeah, it is.
1: They 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 did a true YOLO on on this rare outcome of this game. <laughs> this it's whole true. part just turns into sports betting. It literally just turns into an ad for like DraftKings or
0: whatever. <laughs> 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 they're um they're trying ostensibly to get like startup money for their business. Yeah, yeah, I
1: respect the hell out of it, man. I do
0: too. It's risky, but like they probably don't have any other options, especially with their mother acting the right. way she's been acting, which I don't approve of.
2: Yeah, they're like we're all in. But not a great dude to go all in with. To be right.
0: Fair. Um yeah, I think they just trust him because he's a ministry official, and mm. Arthur Weasley has brought a lot of trustworthy ministry officials into their life before, you know. Yeah. And like, but Ludo's just not that way.
2: And technically, Ludo did come through with the tickets, right? To the exactly. World Cup, so like you That's know, a right. point. historically, and they're, and,
1: and they're box tickets too. These aren't yeah. like in the crowd. This is up in the box, right? He's isn't he? He's announcing the whole event, right? It's he's, this it's true, VIP, you know.
0: Andrew hypothesized last episode that Cornelius Fudge made sure that, or even Bagman, just like the ministry, like ensured that Arthur Weasley invited Harry to this game as like a brag because the other countries, like ministry officials are also sitting in the box. Mm. So it's like a brag, mm. you know, like we got Harry Potter. Yeah.
1: Right. It's like, it's like good PR for the ministry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the Twins bet that Ireland will win the game, but Crum will get the snitch. Just, like, pretend you don't know what happens next. Why would anyone make this bet?
1: Because because the odds were, like, that's what, like, as soon as they made that, like, Bagman was like, oh, those are crazy odds. So, like, they would, they would probably, like, if they won, would get, like, right, like, a thousand to one odds or something. So, like, yeah. just, like, crazy money. That's true.
2: There's a lot of betting going on, and I feel like this is a pretty – maybe it's a pretty unique bet you know? That, yeah.
1: It is, yeah. There's not many people taking that bet, but here's the thing, and this is the scene that I want to see, is the scene of, like, Fred and George twinning out, like, one like one night, just, like, doing their investment research. They're like, well, here's the stats on the players, <laughs> and from this and that, here's the score. Like, I feel like they did their homework, you know? They stayed up pretty late, probably. Like, they're comedians, they're jokers, they're pretty smart guys. <laughs> and, one
0: of them's the math guy, and one of them's, like, the ideas guy. Right, mm-hmm. so,
1: yeah, the idea guy was like, what if this? And the math guy was, like let me crunch the numbers and they're like let's do it
0: fred is the ideas guy and george is the numbers guy i and i believe that because typically if you like look closely fred is usually a slightly more of a loose cannon and george mm. is usually slightly more level-headed and like modest is like a weird word to say for the twins but yeah you know what i mean yeah
1: i don't know I, I resonate with the twins being a twin myself, you know. Oh yeah, oh my god. They're my like favorite characters. Grace is a
0: twin too. Really? Yeah.
1: Wait, I think we've, have we, have we I had a conversation we have talked before about that We this probably before. have. That's pretty cool. I hope we keep forgetting and every time we have we go, really? Yes, it's fun every time. <laughs> so good, yeah.
0: Grace, you have like a, a dude twin and you have a gal twin, right? I do, I- yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The opposite so it's like sides it, it's- of her fraternal twinship.
0: Yeah, it's easy for people to forget that you guys have twins because there's not another person in the world who looks exactly like you. That's true. (laughs) true. Although you look a lot like your sister, uh, Tabitha. (laughs) Yeah, whenever
2: people hear that they're like twins in the family, they assume that I'm twins with my older sister, but mm, joke's on you. Poor William.
0: Bye. Yeah,
1: Yeah, my my friends get really upset when my twin sister when they find out my twin sister also doesn't have a mustache. Uh, Damn it. They're like, I thought you guys were that you guys were twins. You know, what's this? (laughs) What's this going on? Oh, I've had to have that conversation so many times over the years. Like, we're fraternal.
2: Oh yeah. People don't know what that
1: means. (laughs) People don't know.
2: I still remember my sixth grade one of my sixth grade teachers asked if we were identical and like she knew that. You're we like, male and female or whatever. So mm. I was like, hmm, you're an educator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Feels like you should not be asking me that question right now.
1: You should know this. You should know this question. Yeah. yeah. And
0: you can't say to your teacher, yikes, you're an educator, you should know this. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, you know, and I did anyway. No, I'm kidding. I didn't. I <laughs>
1: wish. i would be so badass. A Ravenclaw would cool. never. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> I corrected a teacher once, and it was because I was in college, and he was straight up wrong in my area of expertise, and I, like, really trusted him. I had a big old brain crush on this professor, you know, like, when it's like, mm. you're not that cute, but, like, you're so smart in your interests, Delight me. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he took it so nicely. He was like, thank you so much for correcting me. Oh, my God. I would love to read more. Please send me a link. Oh, my God. That's the perfect I reaction. Love that.
1: I, love I know. Su- I love the supportive teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that.
0: Um, so the opposite of support is um, Arthur Weasley asks Ludo Bagman if he's heard about Bertha Jorkins, who is missing. Ludo Bagman says he has heard, quote, not a dicky bird.
1: <laughs> weird phrase. Honestly, pretty weird phrase.
0: It's British. <laughs> it's like British dad talk. It's it's just like your grandpa said this and it's weird now.
1: As an American, hate it. Hate it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a fan. (laughs) Not a fan.
0: Um, Ludo Bagman firmly believes that Bertha Jorkins is stupid and got lost of her own stupidity and will find her way home safe and confused eventually and that it's not really his problem.
1: Who is this again? Who is this lady
0: Bertha Jorgens is a character who never has any screen time, so to speak, in the books.
1: It's a, a great name.
0: Bertha Jorgens. Yeah, she's my bitch. So she, I mean, she gets kidnapped. She goes on vacation and gets kidnapped by Voldemort. And she is the source of information that leads him to develop his entire plan to come back for power.
1: What? To come back to
0: power. Yeah. So it's like they, sh- they should have looked for her sooner because then maybe they would have been able to get ahead of this in some way. But mm-hmm. they don't.
1: I love I love how how the Ministry of Magic, like like any government agency, at the end of the day, is just so incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's Absolutely. like so much bureaucracy that like nothing gets done. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I think you can see that really exemplified in this chapter, particularly yeah. with the difference between Barty Crouch and Ludo Bagman. And it's like obviously these two men are gonna have a hard time working together. Barty Crouch Sr. shows up. Um, he's stiff, upright, uptight, dressed speak- in a crisp suit He speaks suit and
1: 250 tie. languages.
0: That is, I just, two is really hard. Two languages is really right?
1: hard. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like brilliant. Yeah.
0: Our American is showing. But also, yeah. mo- I don't, I don't think that most people speak 250. I think maybe like three is a good number to aspire yeah. to.
1: <laughs> I know someone who speaks seven. Ooh. That's pretty strong. I mean, that yeah, is strong. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: um percy offers barty crouch a cup of tea crouch calls him weatherby (laughs) which is an ongoing joke (laughs) and also i think like a crucial plot point later
1: i love it thanks thanks weatherby and then fred and george are just like (laughs) like, (laughs) time to troll it's like
2: heartbreaking (laughs) and
0: satisfying at the same time (laughs) right yes exactly um, there's some discourse about flying carpets. Oh, you know, that was, some that building.
1: was, that was in my notes. That was my last note. I put <laughs> your last
0: of three notes. <laughs> my last of my
1: three notes, uh, was ban on flying carpets.
0: Right. Yes. Cause I just, I was
1: like, wait, what, what is this? Like That's such <laughs> even Harry yes, was though. like, Harry was like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. It's such it BS.
2: Because what does is, what is, um Arthur say? He says something about how they're like ma- um, Muggle artifacts, like carpets
0: are Muggle yeah. artifacts. But it's like, what the fuck is a broom, my man? <laughs> Maybe <sighs> wi- the wizard wizard wait wizardry. I'm always like, wait, make it gender neutral, but it's like it's impossible. Maybe the magical <laughs> community um, the magical invented community. brooms <laughs> back yeah. in the day. Okay, I see. So it started with them that would that would be ridiculous if it if it was invented for like magical purposes before like house cleaning purposes. and then muggles were like wait a second (laughs) why didn't i ever think of tying some (laughs) tiny sticks on a bigger stick
1: (laughs) (laughs) wait did they did they talk about why they banned the carpets i forget what like why they were justifying it is it Ooh, or is it because be there racism. were like, or it's like, was too many like too many muggles? Or like, it became too cliche. People were like, "No, guys, like, no more carpets. Like, it's too obvious." Carpets
0: have <laughs> saturated the market. <laughs> I think there's a couple reasons that you would ban magic carpets. First of all, safety. Is there seatbelts on these, or are your babies just rolling off the sides? I guess, but I'm trying to figure out like, how is it different than a broom? Like, how is it any less safe?
1: I have to find the dialogue. I have to see it's what they're saying. It's a good point,
0: but I guess maybe like one person rides a broom, kind of like a motorcycle, right? Where you could put like a family on a carpet. Yeah, and the baby just rolls. Off. <laughs> <laughs> um, it could oh, be wait. a misuse of muggle artifacts <laughs> argument.
1: I do, I do love the dialogue here. I do love this because oh, Read and I've it. been. I've been wanting a word with you, too, Arthur, said Mr. Crouch, his sharp eyes falling upon Mr. Weasley. (laughs) Ali Bashir is on the warpath. He wants a word with you about your embargo on flying carpets. (laughs) Mr. Weasley heaved a deep sigh. He's like, ah, this fucking thing again. (laughs) I'm not liking right now. I love this so much. I sent him an owl about that last week. He's like, I sent the email. (laughs) If I told him once, I've told him a hundred times, colon, carpets are defined as a muggle artifact by the registry of prescribed charmable objects. But will he listen? I doubt it, said Mr. Crouch, accepting (laughs) a cup from Percy. He's desperate to export here. He's like, this guy's trying to make some money selling these carpets to the good wizards of Great Britain, you know.
0: It's funny that Ludo Bagman and Barty Crouch are in such um, like foils, they're in such juxtaposition to each other. But like, obviously, Arthur Weasley is like the happy medium between the two, where he gets his job done. He takes it seriously. He's like worried about it. But he also is like very genial and mild and like doesn't want to bother anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ludo Bagman refers to some big secret thing at Hogwarts. We've heard this before. What's the big secret thing? I don't know.
1: Is it the, the goblet of fire? Well, like, by a? The goblet of fire! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the fire was a
0: <laughs> So, Cr- Barty Crouch in- insists that they need to go speak with the Bulgarians, and he makes Bagman leave with him. Um, the afternoon wears on. People are getting excited for the, the headliner. I mean, the, headliner. The, <laughs> the main event. The main event. Salespeople are popping up all around to sell merch. I just I love, love it so uh, yeah. much.
1: <laughs> the merch tents pop up. Yeah. Yes.
0: Harry buys some cool fancy. What are they? Omnoc.
1: Om- oh, it's a. It's like glasses that like just give you a smartphone app overview of the game. <laughs> You know, it gives you like all the, pl- lets you know who the players are and all. It's like yeah. watching the broadcast TV yes. version at the game. Whoa, you know?
2: cool. Yeah, y- yeah right they are that. very cool.
1: Which I love, by the way, and I love because like they were expensive, right? Went not they like 10 galleons or something? Or was it not Harry. galleons? Was it galleons? Harry's no,
2: it is- was, yeah. Harry yeah, and money. Harry's like,
1: guys, I'm in. like he's like my parents are dead guys it's on me like you're my friends like I did nothing for this money and I love Ron's like oh I couldn't but then Harry's like don't worry I'm just not buying you a Christmas gift for the next eight years and Ron's like lol okay bro like they're so cool about it yeah. It's
0: wild that Harry's in a position to drop just on a whim the same amount of money that Fred and George just bet, which were we must be their life savings combined. Right. Yes,
1: and and Harry for Harry, like money doesn't is not not an issue for Harry. Harry's and got this a trust chapter fund.
0: Uses the <laughs> phrase small fortune. It just it was like yeah. it was like Ron has always been mad that Harry inherited a small fortune and he was stupid rich. But yeah, you know that's Ron.
1: Right. That's yeah, it's Ron problem. being insecure. Right, <laughs> which is fair. <laughs> which is fair. But like Harry never really like. He's not showy with his money at all. He really uses it to help himself and help his friends. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: Like, he's a good friend here, right? He's like, you're going to the festival, right? And there's, like, some cool shit in your friends. Like, I'm going to buy you that $50 shirt. Why? Because I know you love that band. Yeah, you know? it's not
0: like he's it's-
2: doing it to, like, brag. He's right. doing it because he wants he wants he He just wants to, to enjoy thing.
1: the game with his yeah. friends and exactly. he wants them all to have the app experience, you know? It's like
0: yeah. um it's like when you're like, let's go out for drinks and your friend is like, Oh, I'm trying not to spend money right now. It's like, dude, Look, it's- I'll buy you a drink. Like I'm I i want to just go get a drink exactly. with you. That's like so much more valuable than your six dollar beer or whatever. Hundred
1: yeah. percent. Just getting yeah. get
0: you best friends who drink two dollar beers. Shout out to Emily. <laughs> We went out for Emily's birthday dinner, and I was like, don't worry, babe, we'll treat. And Sean was like, we're going to treat? And I was like, her meals are like $10. That's five beers and one that. appetizer. We're going to
1: treat? I can see Sean saying that. That's so
0: funny. <laughs> um, so then a gong sounds off in the woods, and it's time to go. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's I exciting. Wanted just, like, I wanted to play like a sample of a gong sound right there.
0: So that's that. We're going to the World Cup. The next chapter is going to be exciting, but, like, I think in a different way because this chapter had some really good world building in it that I really enjoyed. And, like, even though it's, like, plot-wise, plot, plot wise, it's dull, nothing's happening, Um, it, it is still really a nice, uh like, tone to set before we go into the World Cup. It, it's kind of putting a, like, getting our guard down. So that when shit hits the fan that mm. night with all the Death Eaters, it, like, really, ca- I think, catches the reader off guard, too. It's, it's a really mm-hmm. good
1: misdirection. This Because cha- yeah. this chapter is, like, it's, like, comedic. Like, it's, like, family sitcom vibes, you know.
0: And, like, pals. bureaucratic also. Right. Like it's government like, government yeah, It's, like, also,
1: like, The Office. Like, it's, like, there's these bureaucrats finally like letting loose at the festival. <laughs> like, yeah. It's real and interesting. It's also
2: like you you see so much more of the wizarding community like at large. Yeah. And right and this Seriously. this was the
1: fourth book too. This is like this is kind of isn't this the first one where they did like things outside of Hogwarts before Hogwarts? Yes. So mm-hmm. it's also that too, like as a reader. I mean, the first time you're like, "Oh, whoa!" Like we're out in the world. What does yeah. that look like? In
0: um in book three, Harry spends two weeks like living in Diagon Alley. So it's like baby steps into the world building, before the you know book.
1: What I mean? Yeah, really. In the second, that's what I don't remember that. Oh, in the third book,
0: when he like um he like, blows up early. his early, and he like marks. the night Oh right, he kind of ducks bus. out
1: for. A, oh yeah. right, he does have that bit of like. And yeah. so we.
0: We get like two weeks of him like eating ice cream and studying and shopping,
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> which being, sounds great. Being rich and like air, like like renting Airbnbs and going out for nice meals and like studying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's living exactly. the dream. Yeah.
2: Treat yourself. Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances.
0: Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Okay, great. Well, any last words about this chapter? Anything we didn't bring up? Mike, did we read all three of your notes? <laughs>
1: no, no, there's one more and we definitely have to go back to it because this was my middle note. <laughs> Note. Okay. Um <laughs> I just wrote page 86 The Accidental Magic Reversal Squad <laughs> <laughs> I love that, because it's also, like, I was watching Men in Black last night, and it's, like, the scene where, like, th- they they go to, um, like, the morgue, and there's, like, the alien bodies, and the little alien, like, speaks to the lady, and they flash her, and then, like, they're going out, and, like, there's a whole team coming in to, like, wipe the whole place down, and I'm, like, this yeah. is the wizarding version of that, and, like, I would be on that, I would, if I was, if I was a wizard, I would, I would, I'd love that job, you're, like, where are we going today, what happened, oh, shit, they did what, <laughs> all right, fuck yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know that'd be a pretty fun job, but like I just I love I love the names of all the departments that like yes. go into this mm-hmm. chapter. Like they're almost like these little punchlines, right? And they're all really clever.
0: the The, the thing with the, it's like the word "accidental" is funny <laughs> because like. In our legal system, in our government, like, doing things by accident, like, yeah. doesn't really absolve you that's, of anything. That's how you
1: get sued, right? It's, like, right. exactly. There's no. I like that there's no, like, lawyers in the wizarding world, apparently.
0: We always say that there's only three careers in Hogwarts. It's teacher, government, or entrepreneur. And, like, I'm gonna be... The Wizarding World's first lawyer. That's my job. That's my path. No,
1: don't do it. No.
0: (laughs) I'd be a great lawyer. I think if anyone could do it, it would be you. I'd be a great magical lawyer.
1: Imagine like the magic small claims court. (laughs) That'd be another like funny like robot chicken sketch, right? Like that, the or I was gonna
0: say even like a like a show like The Office, right? The, like, it's see, just like fantasy. See,
1: that's hey hey Warner Brothers, you want you want a hot comedy based in the Harry Potter universe <laughs> that no one's expecting? Hire me, Michael Boothby. <laughs> that
0: would be amazing. I
1: would write the shit out of that. <laughs> Anyways,
0: Grace, any last words about the chapter? Wow. Um no, I think we did a great job. Good job everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Cool. This was a very fun episode and it's time to move on to our plugs. I'd love to start by plugging our Patreon. This month's bonus episode will sort Brooklyn Nine-Nine characters into Hogwarts houses. That's a lot of fun. Um, that's our five dollars a month tier. But honestly, for as little as a dollar a month, you can join us on our Discord server, um, where me, Grace, and Michael hang out with the rest of our really awesome community. So it's a great place to be. Come join us. Linked in the show notes. Um, Grace. Yes. Do you want people to find you on the internet? No, no, I'm don't not very. Find me. It's
2: it's ma- mostly because I'm boring.
0: I don't do anything. <laughs> find her on the Discord. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Discord. Head over there, folks. What do you have that you've been reading, watching, playing, listening to, etc. lately that you have to recommend? Yeah. So I have kind of been
2: watching a show sporadically, and I just finished it last night. Um, it's called Maniac. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's been out for a couple years. Is that
0: with um Jonah? Uh, oh my yes. god, what the fuck is his name? Jonah Hill and Emma yes. Stone. Yes. Yes. I did watch that. The gang's it's very back together.
2: Good. You did watch it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, nice. Um, but basically, for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, the story jumps between Emma's and Jonah's characters while they're participating in a pharmaceutical trial. And basically, the intention of the trial is to find a way to replace um, talk therapy. So during a lot of it, like the two characters are put into a dream state to get to, you know, their deeper issues or whatever. And so they keep popping up in each other's dreams, um, which is really interesting. Um, but because a lot of the show is made up of their dreams, there's a lot of genre hopping happening, which is cool um but yeah it's it's definitely got some weird parts um some stuff that's really far out there but overall i finished it i thought it was really well done and i recommend giving it a watch
0: yeah i support this plug michael where can people find you on the internet
1: sweet yeah guys uh i'm on facebook unfortunately still you can find me there you can find me on instagram it's at it's michael boothby or is it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> send me a follow request and you'll find out um, beyond that I have a SoundCloud as well I've got some music online uh, unfortunately I had to stop recording because I got a noise violation here in my sister's apartment but I'm moving to a condo soon and we will be producing and recording more music so if you want to check that out Check that out. Um, I'm also in the Discord as well, so and definitely join. It's an amazing community. Uh, you know, I pop in there a few times a day and just see see what's going on. Pop in. Uh, sometimes I just read it. Sometimes I just read it. But sometimes <laughs> I like to chime in as well.
0: <laughs> Lurking's an important role.
1: I like to lurk. I'm a big big lurker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what have you been reading, watching, listening to, playing, etc., lately that you think that the listeners of our podcast would enjoy?
1: Ooh, okay. Um, well, watching, I mean, I don't, I don't think this series even needs any more endorsement than it's already getting, but I've been watching Squid Game on Netflix. It's amazing. I mean, I was watching the nightly news earlier today <laughs> for the first time in forever, and even at the very end, they did a whole thing with like interviewing Netflix, and they're like, this might be the biggest show we've ever had.
0: In Whoa. terms of people
1: watching it's like it's been like tremendously successful um and it's like I I have had a blast watching it too I mean at the very first episode I was like I didn't know that it was dubbed so the whole time I was like it's like it doesn't I'm like it's, it's like it's not matching up. I'm like why is it not matching up what's what's going on here and then like I realized after I'm like oh it's dubbed this is a voiceover oh true and cause that's become like a big con- thing of contention online people have been like Oh, the dubs are so bad. I'm like, oh, like, watching with subtitles is bad. It's like, just fucking watch it. Just fuck whichever Mm -hmm. one. Honestly, the dubs are not... I watched it with the dubs because I started it that way. Like, six episodes in, I'm like, maybe I should be, like, a purist and watch it in Korean with subtitles. And then I did it for five minutes. I'm like, no, I want to go back to the voices. I want the experience of watching it, you know?
0: My problem is that I can't just, like, sit and be still and watch TV. Like, I have to be able to look away from the TV for a couple seconds. To listen and
1: understand, Sure. Yeah,
0: like I just I need to be able to. That's hear how it.
1: I. That's how I felt too. Cause I yeah, even like I like to move around during, especially if I'm binging. You know, I like to like work out a little bit or you know just yeah. move my body some. If Absolutely. I'm watching four, 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 four hour episodes, you know, gotta move, gotta move. So, yeah, Squid Game's been dope. Um, reading, oh, I mean, I haven't um I haven't been reading much really. Um, that's okay. Games. If any of you guys play video games, highly recommend The Forest on a. PlayStation Four or Five. I mean, I think it's probably on other shit too, but it's a fun survival game. Hmm. You crash in the forest. There's some cannibals. You like, I don't know. I played it like with my best my best childhood friend, who still lives in Orlando, and like we've been like catching up through video games recently. We've been playing that game, and like I had this like moment where I'm just like chopping wood in the game that's what i'm just cutting down trees i'm like i'm like (laughs) doing my favorite games yeah i'm doing like all the things that i couldn't do like building a tent like in this virtual (laughs) world but like it's very zen while just talking to my best friend about like whatever
0: you know but
1: like also role-playing a little bit you know it's like it's fun it's a good time i love
0: that (laughs) check
1: it out yeah yeah
0: hell yeah well thank you for that I've been your host, Christina. You can follow me on Instagram at Christina ChristinaTheCon. You can follow me on Twitter at ChristinaCon. And you can follow me on TikTok at Sprouts Private Stash. Recently, I've been wa- watching Only Murders in the Building, which ha- has been plugged on this podcast before. It's really excellent. I've also been listening to 5-4 podcast, which is about the Supreme Court, which Andrew plugged on this podcast. And that's really excellent also. But um, what I would love to plug today is The Nature of Witches by Rachel Griffin. It's a really lovely, um, just like YA romance about like nature magic. It's really, it's really nice. Um, It's like got some thoughtful commentary about climate change and just like, you know, like a pretty good love story. And it's about like witchy shit. So it's good to read for um, the Halloween season. So that's The Nature of Witches by Rachel Griffin. Well, that's that. Michael, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I would love to do this again. I, like, honestly, like, reading that chapter earlier is, like, such a joy. Like, I, these books are so amazing. And it's, like, it's cool to be able to talk to people about Harry Potter, right? Because it's, like... It's kind of like, it's kind of an old thing now. I don't know. It's like not the cool thing, but it's still like, it's such a special place in my heart, but would yeah. love to come back.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We'd love to have you back. And um, you can also hear Michael every Sunday on the Movie Night Crew. All right, gang. I got to go finish reading The International Language of Gambling before this book tries to collect its debts. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 The Restricted section is a member of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features other amazing podcasts such as its namesake, The Movie Night Crew, which is an extra chaotic podcast featuring the gang just shooting the shit about whatever movie they just watched. Alrighty, righty. It's movie night. Grab your popcorn. Grab your coffee. Grab your friend. Grab a cat. Let's go. Who directed this? What year did it come out? Is that that girl from that show? Who wrote
1: this? Where's the cat?
0: Who would you rather bang?
1: Pass the popcorn.
0: Does this pass the Bechdel test? What about the Steve Buscemi test? Does a woman literally speak in this movie? Oh my God, a dog. This reminds me of in Harry Potter when- Are we recording? What did the critics say? It's a guilty pleasure. What's your rating? Can you be quiet? Oh my god. Movie night crew. It's just like watching movies with your friends. And then arguing about it after. Every Sunday, wherever you get podcasts. The Restricted Section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Support us on Patreon.com slash Restricted Section. For as little as a dollar a month, you can gain access to our Discord community server, which is a really happy place to be. And there are other rewards as well, such as bonus episodes and Zoom happy hour hangouts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Restricted Section Pod, on Twitter at Restricted and on Facebook at Restricted Section Pod. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or even lavish praise. There are certain people who can be trusted with the notes and certain people who can't. And Grace is the kind of person who she can be trusted.
1: That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.